Hello, everybody. Arrivederci. Hello. Okay. That was... We got some multiple languages going on. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Thoroughly Unqualified, the delightful podcast where three adult siblings talk about relationship problems and try to give advice even though we generally have no idea what we're talking about. But hopefully it's helpful to some people. And if not helpful, it's entertaining. Uh, I am Nikki. I am the oldest. I'm Chris. I'm the middle. And I'm Jeff. I'm the youngest. The baby. I'm a little baby. One of these times boy. I'm going to do the introduction and it's going to freak everyone out because I'm going to start. Be like, I'm Chris. I'm the middle. And then you're like, oh God, where do we go oh. from here? <laughs> I'm Chris. Yeah, I'm the middle. You're never, so never, never going to do the introduction. No, the space time <laughs> continuum folds in on itself. Yeah. Probably that's... because you are the middle child and you're just like, I want no responsibility in this. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> he has stated as much. Um, so I thought a fun thing that we could do today would be to figure out what our love language is. Because I'm tired of seeing that question pop up on dating apps and being like, Err. So I figured we could have a fun segment where we learn a little bit more about each other and our listeners learn a little bit more about us. And also it's semi-related to the theme of our podcast. And also it's for personal benefit. Yeah. So... <laughs> Now, uh, Thank you full, for full disclosure, I, I have done this before, and I know what it is for me, and I'm, I'm fairly confident I will get the same thing again, but I will keep you in suspense for the time being. Full disclosure, to, I don't know what this is, so. Yeah. So just to uh, inform people, so I guess there's five different love languages that everyone is kind of divided into a combination of one or a few, um, and the five are, what are the five? Essentially, by love language, it means the, the ways in which you express or prefer to receive love. Um, right. So I know one of them's, like, physical touch. One of them's, uh, like, gift Gift-giving is one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, like, affirmation or something like that is one of them. I don't know. Yeah, words of affirmation. But, yeah, so let's take... guess what mine is, then. <laughs> we will take the quiz and see what it says. Um, okay, so the first question is, it's more meaningful to me when dot dot dot. And the two options are, someone I love sends me a loving note slash text slash email for no specific reason. And the other option is, I hug someone I love. It's a hug for me. It's a, it's a the nice note. Text. Yeah, it's a nice note for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm going to say the note thing. I accidentally just clicked through the next one, so I don't know what I answered on the second one. Oh well. <laughs> well it's gonna skew the you results hit... and Yeah, let me let you me can back. Hit back. Yeah, 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 I'll back. You can hit back. There's literally a button that says back. I didn't see it. So it's I... at in a weird spot. Done so I think every single left. thing Yeah, every single question is just gonna be it's more meaningful to me when and there's gonna be two options. Right. Uh, so this one is, I can spend alone time with someone I love, just us, or someone I love does something practical to help me out. Give me that practical helping out. Love yeah, I that. want the practical help, too. One of my girlfriends... Yeah, I think I we, agree with When that. we were long distance, she ordered me food once, uh, via, like, Uber Eats or whatever, and it was just like, this is the most loved I have ever felt. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I think for me, it's I tend to not ask for help when I need it, and I tend to get myself into situations where I'm doing a lot more than I should be so that's always just like very meaningful to me when someone just steps in without me asking and does something to help me out even if it's something very small indeed I like that a lot okay next set of options 
Someone I love gives me a little gift as a token of our love or concern for our love or of concern for each other or concern for each other. Probably it's or. worded weirdly. Yeah. Um, it's a typo. Or I, yeah, I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time, uninterrupted leisure time with those I love. Um, I'm gonna say the time, uninterrupted leisure time. Yeah, I'm also going to agree with that. I don't. I'm not a gift giver. In general, I'm really bad at gifts and stuff like that. So it's not something I. Put well, I'm a gift on. giver. I don't care that Same. much about receiving gifts. Same. Yeah. Well, it's. Yeah. I'll go with uninterrupted leisure time on this. Although I'm pretty pretty split. I could probably go either. Yeah, I love giving gifts, but I'm very awkward about receiving things, especially if I don't have something to give back in return, then I just feel guilty and awkward. Although I do, <laughs> you know, if someone, you know, if I'm in a relationship or yeah. something, and they just like, here, I saw this and thought of you, and it's like a little trinket or something, I'm like, neat. Like, that, that feels Actually, nice. yeah, semi-related story. This was not in a relationship, but for my birthday this year, my friends made this, like, placard thing. I sent you guys a photo of it. And it's our podcast art, but over our heads they put a koala, and it says "thoroughly unqualified." It's a work of art. And, and I literally, when they gave that to me, I burst into tears out of like laughing so hard, and just like the thought that they went to do that for me was. <laughs> There's so, so many kind. layers to that. It's amazing. Yeah. It it was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, and I was just dying, and it it meant a lot. But I also felt so awkward because I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you guys did this," but. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, next set of options are someone I love does something unexpected for me to help me with a project, or I can share an innocent touch with someone I love. I hate Definitely the phrase innocent touch. Like, yeah, I was going to say, it's a really <laughs> weirdly phrased... A gentle path on the head. Thing. Like, cool I, non-sexual, like, yeah. yeah. I know, because I'm probably going to pick that, but I hate how it's phrased. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, this just makes me uncomfortable. But no. I think I know what it's going for, Sometimes and I'm going to choose it. I'm doing yeah. something unexpected. I, I I was just talking about that. Tend to agree, but it kind of depends because I'm like sometimes I'm gonna assume that this is something unexpected but still helpful. Because um, sometimes people do yeah. something unexpected to help me, and it ends up making the situation worse. And I'm like, stop it. But I'm gonna yeah. presume that it's a positive result. Actually helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next set. Someone I love puts their arm around me in public, or someone I love surprises me with a gift arm in public oh show yeah As i already said i don't put i think much i'm gonna arm. go gift i'm gonna go gift on this one i'm not a huge pda person but i think like an arm around is yeah. i mean I, I again i'm pretty fine even on these it would kind of depend on the situation i figured last time i hedged again against the gift versus the physical contact so i'll switch it this time just to really confuse everything i'm gonna go with the gift actually all right. Um, I'm around someone I love, even if we're not really doing anything, or I can be comfortable holding hands, high-fiving, or putting my arm around someone I love. High-five. Uh, no, I, 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 yeah, so, I feel like, yeah, yeah I'm, I am too. That's sort of just a yeah. strange comparison of things. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I realize this quiz is longer than anticipated, and we're only 20% done, so let's speed round through these next few. <laughs> Receive a gift or hear from someone I love that they love me. Uh, I'm gonna second one here the second one uh i sit close to someone i love or i am complimented by someone i love for no apparent reason compliments yeah compliments. yeah i get the choice to just hang out with someone i love or i unexpectedly get small gifts from someone i love i feel like these are all the same it's all yeah i know one of them is always hang out. small gifts yeah i'll take small gifts uh i hear someone i love tell me i'm proud of you or someone i love helps me with a task 
uh, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Me too. Um, I get to do things with someone I love, or I hear supportive words from someone I love. Support get to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, get to do things. Yeah, someone I love does things for me instead of just talking about doing nice things, or I feel connected to someone I love through a hug. The former. The first one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hear praise from someone I love, or someone I love gives me something that shows they were really thinking about me. Um, um, second one. one. I'll take second one. I think one. in this case, the second one. I'm able to just be around someone I love, or I get a back rub from someone I love. Oh, give, me give me a back rub. Back rub. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's not even a choice. It's just like, just exist or get back rub. <laughs> <laughs> not turning down a back rub ever in my life. Um... Unless it's a very creepy person offering to give it. I was like, be like, there, there, are, there are definitely times to turn out a back rub. <laughs> like if Nosferatu emerges from the ground and is just like, allow me to give you a back rub. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was supposed to be or what Nosferatu's accent should be, but it's what I went with. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> someone I love reacts positively to something I've accomplished or someone I love does something for me that I know they don't particularly enjoy. Positive I think that's the second one. Um, compromise is everything. Um, cool. I'm able to be in close phys- physical proximity to someone I love. I sense someone I love showing interest in the things I care about. Showing interest. Yeah. yeah. Same. All right. Let's go through until we get to like 90% and then we'll talk through the rest. Because we're still okay. yeah, there is done. quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're at 93%. Let's finish strong. So we've got someone I love helps me out, especially if I know they're already busy. And I hear someone I love tell me that they appreciate me. Appreciate. Helps me out. Um, I get a hug from someone who I haven't seen in a while, or I hear someone I love tell me how much I mean to him, her. Second one. Hug. But I think that's because I'm starved for attention right now. It's like, this one's actually pretty close, but a hug, I think. All right. Ooh. Jeff, you want to reveal your results first? Tied, and this is exactly what I got last time I did this. I'm tied with words of affirmation oh. and gift giving. I got another question. <laughs> they haven't figured <laughs> so them out yet. Don't, they don't know what I am. Yep. So what's your percentages, Jeff? Uh, I am uh, 27% on both words of affirmation and uh, uh, receiving gifts. And then a smattering of each. I am 3% physical touch. Uh <laughs> So yeah, you know. Chris, what do you got? Physical touch, which I knew. Is I your, could have told is you your that. primary? Yeah. Interesting. That's so weird. Yeah, I'm acts of service, thirty-seven percent, and my physical touch is only seven percent. <laughs> yeah, my receiving gifts is three percent, and like physical touch, quality time, and acts of service are all fairly close. Um, but physical touch is the highest. Which yeah, yeah none, I have none of mine are that far off me. except physical touch, which is mine are pretty spread out. So I have acts of service at thirty seven percent, quality time at twenty seven percent, words of affirmation at seventeen percent, receiving gifts at thirteen percent, and then physical touch at seven. The thing that I kind of hate about these tests is it sort of forces this dichotomy of like you can either do this or touch someone because I'm like I don't think it's reflective of me that I'm like I only a little tiny bit appreciate physical touch and relationship because obviously I do like I like getting hugs and stuff but like it's making me choose like would you rather get a hug or help or a practical help or something and I'm like well I'm always almost always gonna not choose the hug in that situation yeah yeah I, th- I, th- I think it's the word meaningful that like yeah. really makes it make sense to me it's like 
yes, it's nice to like be hugged and be like physically affectionate. And of course that's a big part of a relationship, but also like what I'm really looking for is like those, you know, when they're thinking of me and helping me out and, you know, compromising and, you know, putting a hundred percent into the relationship. Yeah. So I think for me, it makes sense. I think part of it is like, I also, I was also thinking of this from like my point of view as well, like the other vice versa. I don't know if you're actually supposed to approach it that way, but that's the way I was. And I'm very bad at expressing how I feel. And I very much know that through physical touch is probably something I do better than most of the rest of these things. Mm. And I think sort of in my brain, sort of the reciprocal of that is also sort of has that extra meaning to me. Interesting. And I think I'm actually the same way. Like my love language, both giving and receiving is acts of service. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's interesting. I never really thought about that. There should be one for like giving versus receiving to see if you're different, but I imagine a lot of people are the same. Although I think my giving gifts would be higher than my receiving gifts. (laughs) Both of mine would be very low. Because I don't place high value on gifts in general. But that's just me. I know that I'm demanding. And if you want to be in a relationship with me, you have to do a lot of things for me. (laughs) If you don't like me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. (laughs) Z-snap. This does make sense, though, from a trend I've seen. But anyway. Um, All right. Should we jump into some relationship stories? If we must. Let's do it. All right. Who would like to proceed? I'll go first so mine doesn't get stolen this week. <laughs> okay, fair point. Deal. Yeah. All right. From Reddit. Here we go. Um, so it's called, My husband seems to have a work wife, and it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. It doesn't give their ages, but it is male-female. Uh, so we got that going on. Um, he says they talk about everything. She understands him so well, and that it's totally normal since he spends nine hours a day with her and only a few hours in the evening with me. I get jealous all the time, and I really hate that he's gotten so close with another female. Last weekend, they went out for drinks one-on-one while I was working at home, and I asked my husband to at least wait until I finish so I can come with, but he replied to something like, you won't really fit in because you don't understand our jokes, and I don't want to make you uncomfortable or bore you. I feel like he's emotionally cheating. I don't have a work husband or anything like that because I keep it all business. I can't even imagine going out with guys from work, especially one-on-one. Why would anyone? He says I'm being insecure about it, and lots of people have work spouses, quote-unquote but I just can't get over it. Is it a me problem or is he crossing lines? Yikes. So there are things that are putting me on both sides of this. Yes, agreed. So one, I think having like a so-called work husband, work wife, whatever, I think that's totally fine. I think that happens naturally in a lot of situations. If you work closely with someone and you get along really well, like, and you want to spend, you know, you're spending that much time together. I think that's totally natural that that happens. However, the fact that he is going out with this person after work hours and not only not including, but actively excluding his actual wife is where it gets a little funky for me. So I think that is where he is in the wrong, not in the actual having of a work wife, but in the way that he is excluding his actual legal wife from kind of interacting with them. Right. And it's like, of course she doesn't get their jokes because you don't explain them or, you know, unpack them for your wife which i'm like isn't necessarily fun to like explain your inside jokes from work but i feel like that's what you do um you know and then uh, part of the thing she said was she's like i'm jealous all the time i feel insecure about it and i'm like that's sort of a you problem um 
again, I'm not saying it's entirely unjustified uh, in this instance, um, but like feeling insanely jealous because of something that, let's say, for instance, you didn't have any reason to think it was anything other than a platonic relationship, um, is is something you got to consider. Now, it does sound like this is at least on the border of emotional cheating, um, or at the very least, he is. Um, using this woman as an emotional crutch. If that's cheating, then yeah. I mean, it, I feel like there's sort of some weird wiggle room there, but it's probably not great either way. Um, but yeah, I think you're... I think, good. I think that part of it is unclear. Yeah. At least from what she has explained. Like, we don't yeah. know kind of what the relationship is between him and his work wife right. and, you know, what they're talking about. If they're just joking around all day, like... I don't see any issue with that if he is like unloading emotional stuff on her and it's like kind of outside the realms of a normal friendship like then it gets a little tricky um but yeah i don't think we know enough to really determine right. if it's emotional cheating right because mm-hmm. it's also because yeah go ahead, go ahead. no okay I, well i was basically gonna say i pretty much agree with what you've been saying i think there's question marks on both sides of this because i think she's also like i would never do this how dare you i can't believe anyone would ever do this but it's like this is a normal thing i have female friends from work that i hang out with sometimes or at least i did before when you know we were allowed to do that sort of thing is the um, is the woman in this question does, does it say if she works or if she's staying at home or what she said she was working at home at one point okay. i don't know if that's something this is from a while ago so i think this is pre-pandemic right. um but um but yeah, so I'm not entirely sure. But at the same time, it's like I like I was saying, like I have female friends. I've gone out, had drinks with female friends from work before, while I was in a relationship. Like it happens. It's not the end of the world. Yep. At the same time, if he's like actively excluding her, that's yeah. Like like Nikki said, I think that's a problem, and that's where it sort of turns into: is this sort of that emotional cheating? Is like, well, this is your wife. There are some lines that yep. you really can't can't cross and it's like you're literally excluding her from this because you're like oh you wouldn't get it because you know we have this close bond that's like that's not that's not okay in my book yeah yeah it sounds like yeah what she sorry what she (laughs) might be upset about too is that like it sounds like her husband is really not spending very much time with her um and when he does have free time he's still choosing to spend it with this person from work that he's already seeing nine hours a day um and I think, like, that's what she should frame the conversation around and being like, hey, like, I, you know, respect that you have this person who's a really good friend to you. And, like, I don't want to stop you from spending time with her, but I also want to make sure you're spending time with me. Um, is there a way that either we can all spend time together or, like, certain days we dedicate to just us or whatever? Like, I think that's one way to at least, like, start framing the conversation. Yeah. And, I mean, I've, I've been in a... Like, th- this, I wouldn't say this was a, could be about me, but I've been in a very similar situation where I was the, the man in this, um, where I was in a long-distance relationship, I worked all the time, um, and I had a, a handful of really good friends who I worked with, um, one of them was female, and my uh, girlfriend at the time was uh, unhappy uh, about her existence, um, and mm. it was something where I was just like, it's it's 100% platonic, we're good friends, you know, we, we get along well, Um and I reassured my girlfriend of this, and I she didn't have any reason to distrust me, but, you know, eventually she came around to the realizing, like, oh, this is my jealousy and insecurity talking, I need to handle that on my own. But I also, for the most part, wasn't going out of my way to, like, essentially date this other person outside of work. Um, 
you know, even though I was in a long-distance relationship, so I wasn't spending time with my girlfriend frequently. Um, yeah, and I'm sure when your girlfriend was in town, she right. was, like, your priority in the hundred percent of your time. my time was spent, yeah. Yeah. And you weren't being like, oh, sorry, I'm, like, meeting up with this person from work that I see yeah. constantly. Yeah. yeah. I guess I, I didn't comment. The one-on-one yeah. going out for drinks is a little bit strange. Um, I don't think that's that It's strange. like, well, it's border. I, I think it's borderline. I think it's borderline strange. Um, I think it depends on, like, the relationship, too. Like, I have yeah. a lot of male friends that I hang out with one-on-one. And obviously, I'm not in a relationship right now, but... Even when I was or have been, like, I wouldn't have thought it was weird. And I would hope that the person who I was dating wouldn't think it was weird. Because it's like, yes, this is the equivalent of me going out with a girlfriend and hanging out. Like, that's exactly how I feel about them. Like, I have no, you know, emotional attraction to them whatsoever. But they are very important to me. um, And I want to be able to spend time with them. So, I think that's... It's a little hazy. um, Yeah. But it sounds like, yeah... Sorry, can, you can finish. Sorry. The wife does have some, like, jealousy issues that she needs to work on, like yeah. you pointed out. Yeah, and you're right. It's like, it's not, because, yeah, there are, I have female friends that I would be totally fine getting a drink with, and that's that's acceptable, but it's, for. I think it might just be the way that Sue Ford have phrased all this, and the fact that we sort of heard his excuse for why he's doing it sort of makes it turn it into that sort of gray area where it's like, this might not be okay. Yeah, agreed. I think it's it's very hazy. We don't have enough details to make, like, a a super informed decision about whether or not it's emotional cheating. Um, But I think she can start just by framing it as like, be honest with him and, you know, talk about how, what's really upsetting you. And it sounds like it's the fact that he's not spending very much time with you. Um, Maybe since this was pre pandemic, maybe the pandemic helped them out a lot because he wasn't going to work. Who knows? (laughs) But yeah, that's what I would do. All right. Next story. I can go next, Jeff, unless you have a burning desire to. Whatever works. All right. So this is also from Reddit. Um, It is a female talking about her male boyfriend. Um, And uh, it says she is 27 and he is 34. (laughs) This is a doozy, just warning you (laughs) up front. Uh, My boyfriend wants to name our daughter Frodo. Yes! I'm on the boyfriend's side. That's the end of the story. Okie dokies. Strong start. Let's continue. Okay. Uh, My boyfriend and I have been dating for a little over two years. My boyfriend is sweet, smart, attractive, and funny. We've almost never argued until recently. Uh, But he wants to name our daughter Frodo after the Lord of the Rings character. When we first found out that I was pregnant, I promised that he could name our child. I wanted him to feel important and included in the pregnancy. He's a great guy, and I know that he will be an amazing father, too. That said, he started saying that if we have a son, we will name him Frodo. I thought he was joking because he didn't seem that serious. When I found out we were having a girl, he said that he thought Frodo would still be a good name. I still thought he was joking until people started asking if we had a name yet. My boyfriend would tell people that we were naming our daughter Frodo. Eventually, I confronted my boyfriend and told him to stop, that my parents had asked if he was serious. My boyfriend got mad. He asked why I agreed to the name if I didn't want it. I tried to tell him that I thought he was joking, but he got more mad. We've been arguing almost nonstop about it for the past two weeks, and he is now threatening that he won't be able to bond with our daughter because her new name will always remind him of the disappointment at her not being named Frodo. I don't know what to do. We are great together otherwise, and I don't want to break up over this. 
Uh, likewise, I did promise that if he could, I did promise that he could name our child. I suggested he could choose a different name from Lord of the Rings, but he is adamant that our daughter must be named Frodo. I don't want her getting teased or discriminated against because I think the name sounds silly and not even like a girl's name. I'm not sure what to do. Any suggestions on how to, how to handle this? Should I let my boyfriend name our daughter Frodo? Thanks in advance. I mean, maybe this should have been stated, but I feel like whenever you're talking about naming a kid, the other person has veto power, even if, like, you say, like, you get to choose the name. Like, the other person can say no. You have to agree on the name of your child. Sorry. End of <laughs> sentence. Agree. Goodbye. Yep. Um, you know, and, like, name the kid Mary or Pippin. Like, both of those are actual names that don't sound goofy. I mean, like, love Lord of the Rings, love Tolkien. No, but even Pippin, like, you could get, like, that's a name. Like, like, you could get away with You could make that work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of them where you could, like, probably find a way to make it happen. Uh, Frodo is not one of those. There's no real (laughs) nicknames for it. It doesn't, I mean, feminine masculine names are kind of stupid and We'll forget about that, but Frodo ends with an O, and in a lot of cultures, that is inherently masculine just by the the way the language works. Um, So, you know, there's that. Uh, And also, I have the same reaction when I see people getting tattoos of things from, like, pop culture. I'm just like, you so strongly identify with XYZ thing that you didn't create and you just are a fan of that you need to permanently attach yourself to it. I'm not necessarily judging for that, because obviously for some people that's the case. Um, But it's alien to me. I couldn't fathom. Like, I'm a huge Marvel guy, but I could not fathom getting a tattoo of Thor's hammer or something. Um, You know, it... it... I can understand when it's something like Harry Potter or something, just because, like, especially for people like my age, that, like, really shaped our childhood, and it was, like, actually, like, a very big part of growing up and, like, you know... um maturing and everything because the right, characters right. like grew up with us because they were always the same age so and, i can understand something like that and the, the but, end the end of my point is that yeah <laughs> if you're tattooing yourself that's a choice that you make about you that's and it fine. only really impacts you you name your kid that you are tattooing them with something that they <laughs> may or may not care about and probably will end up hating because you shackled their name to it uh for the rest of their lives or at least until they're able to change their name um, Very good point. <laughs> now, yes. I think the avenue for compromise here is to make the middle name Frodo. Still goofy, but it isn't really all that big a deal in your day-to-day life. Um, and then make the first name Mary, or anything else. <laughs> Eowyn. Eowyn yeah, like would be the... good, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There are plenty of females in Lord of the Rings. There's not actually plenty. There's a few females yeah, in Lord of like the three, Rings. But... Like, they're really, they're really... I said that, and I'm like, no, that's wrong. Well, they got some cool names. Arwen. Yeah, Arwen's good. They're funny. Or even Rosie. some of the male names you could probably make work. Like, again, Mary or Pippin. Even, like, Sam. Not... <laughs> yeah, Sam. Not Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf, probably not. Aragorn, probably not. Legolas, probably not. Gimli. Gimli. No. Gimli, <laughs> I could actually hear an argument for. <laughs> yeah, okay. And my ass. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's better or worse than Frodo. I don't know if it's better yeah, or worse, better, but I could hear an argument but... for it. I, I, I have to think that that's better. Because then you could call her <laughs> Lee. Uh, or Gim. Yeah, at least with, like... Gim. Oh, at least with, like, <laughs> Bilbo. Stop Gim. You could call her Billy, which is, Bil- like... Well, I would Bilbo never, I would, would be a Bilbo much worse is... choice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so, because I think I... she's... Uh, 
She could nickname, like, she could go by Billy. Yes, but Bilbo also sounds quite like another word that uh, I think some children will glom onto quickly as soon as they learn what that word means. And then children are ruthless, evil creatures. (laughs) I know, my name is Nikki, which rhymes with Hickey, and I got that a lot. (laughs) Fortunately, Jeff does not have a lot you can do with it. No. No. Um, Yeah, (laughs) no, I just... (laughs) I have a so I I disagree. Well, I don't really disagree. I totally understand if someone like likes something from pop culture and wants to tattoo themselves. That's fine. I have no issue with that. Um, that's so my I point. No, you that don't get it, a, but it's like a, I get it. I think it's that's fair. It's meaningful to you. You want to put it on your body. Fine. I agree with the whole naming thing, though. Like, there's people who are like, I'm going to name my child Spider Man. I'm like, you're an idiot. Um, name them Peter or Parker. <laughs> Yeah. Um, or the, be an Elon Musk and just put a bunch of like numbers weird in there. Weird <laughs> Yeah. It's like it's like well, why? Why are you doing this to your child? Um, he's a terrible it's person. one thing if it was. I think it's Don't it tells also Frodo. There's like one. You say Frodo is Lord of the Rings. You know who Frodo is in this in this regard. Um, it's a boy, and I think that's the biggest problem for me. It's like if you were having a boy and you he really wanted to name it Frodo. It's like well at least. There's that. The fact that it's a girl, and I know there's the whole, like, boy-girl doesn't necessarily have to be, like, gender restrictive, but it's, like, they're gonna get made fun of. And I think that's my my biggest fear with this. And the fact that I know that the wife said, or the girlfriend said, that you can name them. But, like you said, there's gotta be veto power. Because there are some names that I just believe that you, it's just like, no, come on. And I feel like that's kind of what this is one of those situations. And you need a two-thirds majority to override a veto, which in a two-person relationship does not exist. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think regardless of gender, that kid is going to be made fun of for being named Frodo. So for the sake of the child, please, narrator of this question, fight for your right to not name the child Frodo. <laughs> Even though Frodo is think... a delightfully androgynous uh person played by elijah wood yes and i do love lord of the rings they're like it is my favorite movie franchise so and the other thing is like yeah lord of the rings is also like kind of a generational phenomenon at least like for us it was like when the movies came out obviously the books have been around for a long time but kids are not going to understand where that reference came came from and they're just going to be like that's a dumb sounding name you know (laughs) they'll be like frodo more like dodo yeah dodo frodope I can see it now. I think it's big enough that it's probably not quite as... It's like Star Wars. That didn't come out when we were kids, but we all know what it is. Well, the prequels came out when we were kids. Uh, the, and arguably the prequels those, came out. those hold yeah, up better. But, uh, <laughs> based on yeah, the I would say that... Well, yeah, I think there are a lot of people... A lot of people would argue with, about I that. Know, I'm not, um, I don't actually believe that. I just find the it at least color. partially came out when we were kids. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. That, that's fair, but it's it's that same sort of thing. I think it's big enough that it that's less of a problem, but I think there is something to be said for that. And also, like, Luke, Leia, and Han are all actual names. Ben, yeah. also an actual name. Uh, Yoda. Obi-Wan. Be getting Absolute. a little weird. <laughs> People name their kids all sorts of dumb stuff these days, and... I'm all for creativity it's... with the naming. Yeah. But be creative. Don't just glom off of Tolkien or George Lucas or whoever. Um... You know, and make it a good experience for your child, yes. most importantly. Yes. Um, yes. So I think all she has to explain to her, her her boyfriend is, you know, I want our child to have a good experience growing up and let's make it 
you know, as easy as possible for her. <laughs> Do you guys have yes. first choices for kids' names? Is it something you've given any thought to? No. Nope. Kind of. <laughs> Chris is like, uh. <laughs> uh, I really like, so it's a family name, but I also really like it as a first name for a boy, Wilson. Mm. Call him Will. Um, and kind of related, I think it would be cool to, especially if I change my last name, if and when I get married, uh, to name a girl Halen and call her Haley. But I don't know. That's kind of like on the fence. A little, little weird, but I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it would be kind of confusing, but at least as a middle name. But I like Wilson for a boy. I really like Theodore for a boy, which I've gotten some flack for, but I'm like, it's a name. <laughs> I would like to be called Theodore. Theo or Theo or Teddy or whatever. I mean, we could we could workshop yeah. it, but you got some flexibility there. Um, I like Victoria. It is kind of old school. A, the girl's name. Yeah. yeah but if I was going to be Ted or Teddy, I I wouldn't want to be Theodore. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah, but I'm, my <laughs> name's Jeffrey. And I hate choice. being called Jeffrey, but I like Jeff. Yeah. So, you know, I don't like being me. called Christopher. Yeah. Yeah, so and literally no one calls me Nicole, and basically never has. So. So learn from that. Don't give yeah. your kid long name that can be abbreviated. Just give them the abbreviation. That too. Yeah. All sure. right. Well, I got mine. All right, Jeff. Uh, Let's hear I it. I have returned to my old friend Prudence. Yay, Prudence is Good. back. I missed you, Prudence. Yes. Oh, Prudence, we were so sad without you last week. Uh, I don't so, even remember what your story was last week. It was oh, my story. So, well, the one oh, yeah. from Chris. Uh, this is, <laughs> I actually don't know if it, if the uh, sex of the narrator is stated, but uh, the person has a boyfriend. Uh, so, I've been in a relationship for about three months. My partner and I know each other for about six years and were very close before we got together. And for the most part, it's genuinely the best relationship I have ever been a part of. He's funny, sweet, ambitious, etc. But also, since we've been friends for so long, he's also really amazing with my four-year-old son. I have a habit of, quote-unquote, falling fast and wanted to discuss the possibility of us moving in together when our leases are up next summer. He currently lives an hour away, and it's just nice to think about a future where we don't have to drive so much to get to see each other. Additionally, his current roommates are financially unreliable, causing him to have to work longer weeks just to make sure he will be able to cover whatever they don't pay. I have a good-paying job and could offer better financial security, but he won't hear it. Even though what we have is super solid, and he tells me all the time about how much he loves me and my son, he says a year from now would be too soon to consider living together. I'm trying to make peace with this, but I really don't understand. I really want to respect his boundaries, but I honestly feel like I would be the overall better roommate option. I'm financially reliable, relatively clean, and my kid is pretty chill most of the time. Is there a way to broach this topic again without coming across as disrespectful? So I think it was pretty clear just in the way that she was asking that, or the narrator was asking. I'm just going to say she. I'm assuming it's a woman okay. uh, just because she has a child and I think that just makes the most Because sense we all know it's impossible for men to have children. Yeah, but it's just more likely that it would be a single mother with like sole custody or whatever. Just, you know, how things work. Um, and just for the, you know, ease of talking about it. Um, and now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Just the way she was phrasing the question is... It seemed like it was all about what she wanted and nothing about what he wanted. Um, and that's kind of my primary concern here. Also, three months. I don't care if you've known each other for six years. If you've only been dating for three months and maybe in the summer it would be around a year. Like, that's still pretty early to move in with someone. Speaking from personal experience. I was going to say, and you you would know. It. Yeah. <laughs> 
how you know very well that it's too early. Uh, no matter how you're feeling, and you could think it's going to be something that's going to last forever and whatever. You really don't know that early. Um, I mean, I guess some people do. Our parents got engaged after dating for, what, like six months, so. They've been <laughs> together for, like, 600 years, so there you go. <laughs> it's true. They are, they are um, pretty old. So yeah, it does work for some people, but if he is adamantly saying that he doesn't want to do it, like y- you can't force him to do it because that's just gonna get it off on the wrong foot anyway. I would also hazard a guess because I haven't been in this exact situation, but I sort of see where he's coming from. He might not be saying like a year is too soon to move in together. He's just might just be saying like I don't want to plan this thing that's gonna happen maybe in a year mm. when there's so many moving parts in between then and you know then and now. Um, and she's interpreting that as no, and he's just saying, like, let's talk about it in nine months, when it kind of makes sense to talk about it. Um, because you don't know what's gonna happen. COVID could get worse. Uh, The U.S. could burn down. Both. Who knows? Um, and, uh, uh, we just don't know what the situation's gonna be. Um, also, I really, really, I kind of made a noise at this line, but she goes, my kid is pretty chill most of the time. And I'm like, it's a child. It's a yeah. four-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other that's, thing. That's a like, whole other thing. He probably is not prepared to, like, move in full-time and, like, yeah. essentially be a Become father a father figure, figure yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's um, a big ask. It's one thing if it's just yeah. two single adults with no kids or anything. Um, yeah. But you're adding a whole new layer to the mix. And he knows, and I think he's smart enough to realize that moving in means he's going to be seen as a father figure. It's also way too soon for the kid because yeah. should this not work out, then you've introduced this figure into her life who then abandons her, which I'm assuming she probably, let's run with some assumptions, probably doesn't see the birth father all that much. Um, so, you know, who knows, really. Um, but it's it's not really good for the kid to have people flitting in and out of the, the parent's life like that. It also sounds like a really weird situation that he has with his roommates. I just wanted to yeah. point that out. Like, yeah. why is he working extra to cover their rent? Like, presumably they have a lease and they're all equally responsible. Well, depending on when this happened, I don't know if there's a date on that. This was this week. It came in. Yeah, COVID. COVID can have something to do with that, where maybe they got laid off or furloughed or something, yeah. and they literally just don't have an income at the moment. So I would like I get what you're saying, but I wouldn't say there's no excuse for that at all. Or they could be, like, his cousins or something. Like, there's not yeah. a lot of detail given there. Yeah. So I wouldn't look too much into that. I think Nikki, otherwise, pretty much hit the nail on the head with this saying, like, this sounds like something she's being a little bit selfish about. It's like, I get. But it's like, if it's not something that he wants right now, then you can't force it. You can't force someone to move in with you, no matter how good your relationship is. And if it's not something he's ready for, for one reason or another, then, you know, bring it up in a year or, like, in nine months. Be like, Hey, just just checking. This is still not something I'm going to do. Then maybe you bring it up the year after. Um, I just it's not something you can force on someone. And yeah, I think you I, can definitely keep the conversation going. Um, yeah, yeah. And what you could constantly, what you could, yeah, what bring you it up maybe, every couple months. Yeah. What you could maybe talk about is moving to the same city, whether that's both of mm. you or one of you moves to the other. Um, just so you're not an hour apart, you're ten minutes apart. Because um, mm-hmm. that's takes it from being a long distance relationship to not. Um, and that might be the more important step to take first before you commit to the moving in thing. Hi, Gronk. Gronk is looking at me very lovingly right now. <laughs> and falling off the couch while doing yeah, so. You, I literally just had to save him from falling off the couch because he's, like, half asleep. Right? What are you doing? Purring very loudly and staring into my eyes. <laughs> 
Sounds about right. Gronk's love language is physical touch, for sure. Oh yeah, 100%. And Moji's is, stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> she got a haircut yesterday and is still very angry about it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, enough about my cats. But yeah, I think, regardless, it's too soon. Keep the conversation going. Obviously, if you want it to happen in the future. I like the idea of the two si- or moving to the same city thing. If that's, you know, a good middle ground. Um, but yeah, the kid just adds a whole other level. Like, I would have said it's too soon anyway. Yep. With the kid, it's like, you gotta, like, double the amount of time before yep. it. Right. I hadn't so. even, I hadn't even thought about the kid until Jeff brought it up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's all, that's a whole another wrinkle that, that adds to this. And like the whole fatherhood sort of thing coming into the equation. It's like, yeah, that's, that's something else you definitely have to sort of consider. And you have to understand that he is going to have, is going to be a part of if you're going yeah. to make that commitment to live together. So, especially if like it, we're still living in COVID times next summer, which no, probably who knows. Probably, at this point, but who knows? Ugh, God. yeah. Um, that means like the kid is going to always be around, and you're always going to be around, and that's just like a big ask of someone right up front. So, because it's not that hard to be great with kids when you see them once a month or you know a few times a year um but right being great with kids in short doses is very different than becoming a authority figure in their life and living with them full time yeah yeah especially young kids like that it would be one thing if the kid was like 15 and was like sort of self-sufficient i still don't think it would be a good idea but you know at least you're not dealing with like cleaning up messes or things like that that you'd have to deal with with a a four-year-old four-year-olds are a whole world of trouble from also, what I understand. <laughs> also, you really, to the narrator of this question, uh, figure out what your boyfriend wants. Ask him, because you're just talking about what you want, and he does not seem to want the same things at the moment. Uh, well, it's so, very clear that he doesn't, yeah. from what she said. Yeah. So it's like, I think you just answered but, your own question. Well, you can't force it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But not, not only just about this, just in general, because it seems like she's just like, being like, it would be so great if we could live together and you would become the father to my child and everything would be flawless, amazing. And he's probably just like, I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you are just not on the same page. And that's a and pretty big issue in a relationship. Yeah. Like all the money stuff too. She's like, it would just make so much more sense if I would pay half the rent because I am reliable financially. It's like very clearly he doesn't want to live with you yet. Like <laughs> you can come up with all the reasons you want that it would be successful, but that's not going to make it successful. Yeah. Until he the, actually wants it. <laughs> the time I, I this is a problem I have in arguments, and I'm trying to unlearn it when it comes to relationships and such is. If you're having a kind of pro and con discussion about doing a given thing in a relationship, for instance, moving in together, that's when you bring in things like, well, I could pay half the rent. But if you're having an argument or someone is saying no and you're trying to come up with reasons for them to not say no, that's not good. Mm. That's not healthy communication. That's you wanting what you want and not understanding that they don't want that and there's probably not an immediate way to change their minds other than just giving it time and building trust. Uh, so don't do that. It's no bueno. Agreed. Erp. 
All right. Anything else interesting happening in life? No? Okay. <laughs> Clearly not. Well, uh, listeners, it's been a pleasure as per usual. Um, if you have a real life or find on the internet a relationship struggle that you want us to talk about, feel free to shoot us an email to thoroughlyunqualified at gmail.com. We would be happy to read it and possibly discuss it if we deem it appropriate. Um, and yeah, we hope and everybody we has a inappropriate you will be cast into the deepest pits of hades <laughs> and we might talk we will, about it anyways we will name you frodo <laughs> <laughs> and you will go into our junk folder forever um yeah but i hope everybody has a wonderful week and we'll see you next time bye arrivederci bye